Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We are here to help you tackle your home improvement projects, solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas, take on a decor dilemma, whatever's going on in your Money Pit. Give us a call. The number is 888-666-3974. We know you love your house. We know you love your home. We know you want to make it better. You want to personalize it. You want to expand it. Maybe you want to contract it. Maybe it's getting too big for you and uh, you need to kind of pull back into a smaller space. So whatever the size, the scope of the project is that you're working on, give us a call. We're here to help. 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour on the program, has your New Year's resolution to lose 10 pounds already fallen by the wayside, well, why not consider putting your house on a diet instead? If you get rid of that extra stuff, you'll get added space, added serenity, and maybe even some added cash. We'll give you the skinny coming up. And your chimney's liner is an important part of the structure that keeps your house safe from accidental fire. But how do you know your chimney liner is doing the job? We'll teach you how to check and learn what steps to take if it's not. And we've got your list of home improvement trends for 2015. We'll talk about the top projects that DIYers will be taking on this year. And we'll help you discover the next wave of up-and-coming trends so that you can show them off before everyone else does. And this hour, we're giving away the Chamberlain MyQ Garage. It's a smartphone controller that not only lets you control your garage door from any place, anytime, it lets you do it from your phone. And you'll never have to worry that you left the garage door open again. MyQ Garage. Garage is worth $129, but it's going out to one lucky caller we talked to on the air this hour. So give us a call with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Lee in Texas is on the line with a window and foundation situation. Tell us what's going on. Well, I've got a house that's approximately a little over 45 years old, and um it's got the original windows in it. Okay. And I got a foundation problem. All right, what's going on with the foundation? Oh, uh, it's shifting. It's cracking. I got a big crack on the on the westbound side, hmm. okay. and it's uh, spread out quite a bit. Do you sense that it's actively like it's growing? No, it isn't growing. It's it's stable. The, just a crack. It's been like that for how long? Probably about uh, twenty years. 
Okay. Well, then I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Uh, if it's not active, which, which means it's moving, then it's probably stopped. It just happened for whatever reason, soil shift, who knows? But if it's not active, then I don't think it's a big concern. It's been stable for 20 years. So then I think you can move on and, and think about replacing the windows. A good time to replace windows. The technology has really come a long way. They're super energy efficient, very, very comfortable, very, very easy to operate. What you want to do is choose your windows very carefully. If you go to our website at moneypit.com, we actually have a free guide. It's a download from our book, My Home, My Money Pit. Just click on the picture of the book and look for the guide to replacing windows in your house. It will walk you through kind of the whole purchase process and tell you what to look for. You have to decide, you know, what kind of frames you want, what kind of glass you want, double pane versus triple pane and so on. And it will help sort of walk you through that whole process. And then you'll be more knowledgeable when you start talking to the actual window companies. But replacement windows are pretty easy to install. They fit inside the existing opening, so there's not a lot of siding that's torn off and stuff like that. And for the most part, they can do the whole project in a day or two. But if it, if it starts being active again about the way it shifts? Mm-hmm. Then here's what you need to do. You need to consult a structural engineer, not a foundation repair company or a contractor or anybody like that. There's a lot of so-called experts out there, but unless they have the pedigree of a degree, then we don't want to hear from them. We want you to consult a structural engineer because when you have a serious foundation issue, you have an engineer inspect it, you have them write a report uh, stating whether or not it needs to be fixed, and if so, how it should be fixed. Then you get it fixed by a contractor. Then you have them come back and reinspect it so that they can certify that it was done correctly. And with that record, you won't have any problems selling your house. If it becomes an issue later on, you could show them that you hired an expert uh, to review it and to review it after it was fixed and it's been done satisfactorily, and that should be all you need to know to fix the foundation and to protect the value of the home. Now we've got Jean in Arizona on the line who is looking into some solar power. Jean, what can we do for you? Wondering if solar power would be a good thing for us. We're not sure if we want to maybe look at a unit for the roof or uh, maybe a unit for the garage for our hot water heater. Okay, so you're talking about, when you say unit for the garage, do you mean mounted on the garage roof or, or, or what? I mean, you've got to you collect the sun at some point. As I understand it, you can choose to heat your house um, through some type of solar unit that uh, looks after your hot water heat. Well, considering that you live in Arizona, solar energy is definitely something that you should be considering because you obviously have a strong sun uh, for most of the year. You can take advantage of this in a number of ways. If you want to use this to sub- to supplement your water heating costs, that is the easy thing to do. You also might want to consider using active solar panels to basically collect energy that can be converted to electricity. In many cases, there are companies out there that will partner with you, perhaps covering the cost of the panels in return for a share of the energy that it generates. Um, There are also rebates to consider. I would look into what's available in your market area. But I think generally speaking, the concept of uh, having solar panels, especially in a state where you've got uh, such uh, sunshine, is a great idea. Thank you very much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. 
Now, you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you looking for a little extra space or maybe even a little extra cash? We're going to teach you how you can squeeze a little of both out of your home after this. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. If you could have cleaners that were safe, green, and actually work, wouldn't it be great to save money with them, too? Shackley's concentrated products save you money, ounce for ounce. Shop Shackley Get Clean products today at GreenMyMoneyPit.com. That's GreenMyMoneyPit.com.
Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller we talk with on the air this hour is going to win the Chamberlain MyQ Garage smartphone controller. The MyQ Garage is going to let you check your garage door. You know, did you leave it open? Are you halfway to work? What's going to happen? And then you can actually control it right from your smartphone, no matter where you are, whether it's on the highway or in China. Anywhere. It's worth $129, but goes home free with one caller whose question we answer on the air. So give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Bruce in Ohio's on the line with an electrical problem. What's going on? We have a switch upstairs that with a light and it was kinda of going off and on. And then um I just changed a bulb, thought thought maybe it was a bulb, but in the meantime it it has gone off completely and I've checked it with a multimeter and like that and there's no power to the switch at all okay. now and um i did have a a seasoned carpenter that was here and he checked he thought maybe the power going to it from one of the nearby plugs or uh switches might be the power source for that but you know, we didn't see anything was loose on any of those. So you don't really know how the switch is being powered, but there's no power to the switch. And was it powered before? Well, it was before, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it worked fine. And so all of a sudden it's not powered anymore. And I guess you checked all your breakers to make sure nothing was off. And you checked your fuses to make sure nothing was off. Yeah. Well, if it lost power and it worked before, then, then obviously there is some deterioration somewhere in, in the line. And I think... Um, with uh, I'm glad that your seasoned carpenter helped you out, but I would get an electrician in there because if worse comes to worse, you're just going to run new power to it. But we want to make sure that there's no shorted line somewhere between that switch and where it originally pulled power. That is the reason that it's not working anymore because that could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's what concerns me too. So, um, you know, and while while you're there, while he's there, you you might want to look into having him install some of the new arc fault circuit breakers. Because in an old house, those are really valuable because they sense arcing inside the wiring itself and shut the circuit down before any heat can build up. Yeah, I don't think the I think the circuit breakers are fairly new. Um, downstairs, I think they put fairly new circuit breakers in. Well, unless they're, they're, they're probably not arc fault because that is super new to the market, but it's a great invention. It's made by Leviton, L-E-V-I-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Bruce, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Holly in Delaware, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? We're older, and um, my husband's uh, in their 70s, and I'm in my late 60s, and we've had the same set of concrete steps, and we keep putting stone on it so we won't fall, and they pitted over the years, and I was wondering if there's anything we could put on there to, like, refinish the steps. There is a product that you can use, and it's by QuickCrete. And it's their concrete resurfacer product. And depending on how large of an area you need to actually repair, you can either squeegee it on or trowel it on or even brush apply it. And you just have to mix it according to the manufacturer's direction. But it's super easy to use. You want to use it on a day that's nice and dry. And then make sure that you buy, Tom, is it calcium chloride, the one that doesn't cause the pitting? Yeah, that's right. The sodium chloride is going to be very corrosive. A better option is calcium chloride. And that's not going to damage the concrete, so you won't have a repeat of this problem with the pitting. As far as the temperature is concerned, you need to follow the manufacturer's instructions. I don't think you want to be applying that resurfacer when it's below freezing out. But other than that, uh, you know, you should have a pretty wide range of temperature applications under which you can work. Well, thank you very much. You have a happy new year. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 
Money Pit. So perhaps you decided that your New Year's resolution was to drop a few pounds of holiday weight and that just didn't work out so well. Well, we've got a much easier suggestion. Why not put your house on a diet with some simple decluttering? Yeah, the first step to cutting the fat is taking a good, hard look at all the stuff you own. If you don't love it or you don't use it, chuck it. You'll free up living space that you never knew you had. Or you can even drum up some extra cash by selling your discarded things online or at a thrift shop or at a yard sale. Now, if you've got higher quality items, bring those to a consignment shop or to a specialty outlet where they'll bring bigger bucks. And once all that clutter's gone, revamp your closets and storage for better efficiency. And consider pieces with hidden storage like ottomans that double as storage containers. And you can put your feet up on it and relax in your clutter-free space that's easier and cheaper to clean and maintain. 888-666-3974. Do you have an organizational question? Perhaps you want to hang some shelves, you want to find some hidden space? or you want to tackle that garage project, give us a call right now at one eighty eight Money Pit. Jacob in Illinois is on the line with a septic problem. What's going on? I'm a septic tank. It's probably about maybe a 20-foot radius around it. Um, there's a little circle of grass that doesn't grow nearly as good as the rest of the yard. I didn't know if that was an indicator of a problem because there's no problems that I can tell with the tank itself. Well, is this where you would think the septic field is or are we concerned about the septic tank? Um, I just didn't. I guess is I don't know what the septic field is. Well, that's where what happens is you have a, a series of pipes that come off the tank, and they usually snake across an area of lawn. And when the effluent rises in the septic tank, it basically flows into the pipes, and it goes out across your yard and then soaks into the soil. So that's what the field is. Oh, if there's a problem, is there a problem with the field that could be causing grass not to grow? Usually it's the opposite. <laughs> Usually if uh, all of that effluent is, is acting as a fertilizer and making certain places greener than others. So I don't recognize that as a normal problem associated with septic, but when's the last time you had your tank cleaned? Um, let's see. Um, I haven't had it cleaned in 15 years since it was put in. Yeah. Well, that might be the first place to start. Have the system cleaned and inspected. Okay. All right. Jacob, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 888- Money Pit. Ben in North Dakota is on the line and looking to solve a humidity situation in his home. What's going on? Yeah, uh, what's going on is I need to put three gallons of water through my humidifiers a day. Uh, five is better. How can I make it so I don't need to use so much uh, water in my humidifiers? Are you using portable humidifiers like in each room or how are you currently humidifying your home? I have uh, two humidifiers for uh, the bedrooms. And then I have a large house one for the uh, rest. And do you have a humidifier that's built into your heating system? Uh, No, I don't. I was looking at one of those, but that's a little out of my budget for this year. Okay. Well, I mean, that's clearly the most efficient way to humidify your house. Um, If you take a look at uh, a good quality humidifier that's built into the heating system, it's actually going to measure the outside temperature and the inside temperature and calculate exactly how much water you need to humidify the house and deliver that right to the return duct where it can be circulated throughout the house. Until you do that, you're always going to be faced with uh, having to refill portable humidifiers over and over and over again. And they're probably not going to humidify as effectively as a a whole home one would. I would take a look at a unit like uh, the ones that are made by April Air. I like those because uh, I was a home inspector for 20 years, and the April Air units are the only ones that I found that were old and still working. So I've got a lot of respect for that brand in terms of their capacity to do the job and and do it on an ongoing basis. That sounds great. 
All right, Ben, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Ellie in Florida, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Yes, I just recently moved to Florida, and um, the house I bought, um, the water softener is broken because I believe it's because they had it outside the home. Every other house in my community has them in the garage, and mine, they, for some reason, the water line is on the opposite side of the house in the garage. So it would be, I believe it would be a major thing to have the water line brought from one side of the house to, to the other so I could have it inside. And um, Sears tells me that um, I can have it put outside, but you have to have some kind of protective covering. Lowe's tells me that they don't sell any that go outdoors. And a uh, private um, plumbing company is telling me that uh, they have one that sells the, to put outside specifically. And other people are saying you don't even need one to go, don't even bother the expense. So I don't know what to do. So, first of all, the question is do you need a water softener or not? Right. I mean, I, I looked online and, you know, I see the pros and cons. Right. Well, I mean, if, you have, if you're accustomed to a water softener and you eliminate it, you may find that you don't like that experience. You certainly could bypass the water softener just to see if you like the water. Is the water city water? Well, it's not well water. So does that mean it is city water? I don't know. Yeah, it's city water. If it's city water, you probably do not need a water softener. Well, I was I think, no, you know, I don't think it is city water because people in Ocala, I think they told me that they that they don't need it. They have city water. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. But everybody in this development says you need it. Ellie, the first thing you want to do is figure out if you've got city water if you do, it's going to be treated. If you've got well water, then you do need probably a water conditioner as well as to have the water tested to make sure that it's safe. And that's something that should be doing, done on an occasional basis. <clears throat> now, um, in terms of the enclosures, given the fact that you're in Florida and we're not concerned about freezing pipes, I wouldn't be too concerned about putting it outside. I wouldn't want to have it uh, enclosed. Now, how do you do that? Well, you either use one that's rated to be outside and perhaps you're the water treatment company the, the plumbing company has one that, that has such a certification. It's designed for interior or exterior use, and that's fine. And if not, you're going to have to construct something or have something constructed or um, perhaps pick up a small shed or something of that nature where the equipment could be protected uh, from the weather. But I think the first thing you need to do is determine whether or not you need it and determine the what kind of water supply you have. If it's well water, get it tested. You can even have the hardness tested. You'll know exactly what you're dealing with. And if it's city water, then I think you can try bypassing the system you have right now and see if you like it. I hope that helps you out. Ellie, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, don't get too comfy by that fire. There's a chance your chimney is a safety hazard. Find out how to make sure that yours is safe coming up. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. And when I'm not swinging a hammer, I'm catching up on the Money Pit with Tom and Leslie. On the Money Pit Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is presented by Leviton, the brand most preferred by builders for wiring devices and lighting controls. With a focus on safety and convenience, Leviton products are the smart solution for all your electrical needs. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you like the Money Pit, then why not like us on Facebook? You'll get a steady stream of home improvement tips, behind-the-scenes picks, and more all at your fingertips. You can follow us on Twitter, too. The handle is at Money Pit. But first, give us a call with your home improvement question. The number again, 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Andrea from Ontario, Canada is on the line with a mold question. How can we help you today? My question would be high, um, regarding black mold, and it's um, sort of behind my sink, between the sink and the backsplash, there's a little bit of space, and this black mold settles in. There's a lot of moisture, obviously. We're running the water, and it splashes. So um, behind and around the sink, as well as around my tub. I tried bleach. I scrubbed it. We, at one point, uh, took out the caulking and recocked it but it came back. So I'm at a kind of a loss what to do with this. Mold is going to grow any place that you have an organic material, which could be drywall, or it could also be, believe it or not, soap scum. Uh, It can have organic matter in it, and that can feed mold. And so you have a condition there that's going to be prevalent to mold regrowth. Even when you clean it, it's going to come back. You're not going to permanently prevent it unless you change the, the environment, the climate. Uh, that uh, that exists in that particular area. So um, with respect to the tile area, let's deal with that first. When you retiled, when you re-caulked, I'm sorry, you, did you pull all the old caulk out? Pulled it all out, dug it all out. Um, it was actually our contractor who said, keep it uh, like very dry, bone dry, he called it. And then uh, once we had it all dried out, then he came back and put a layer of the white material. I'm not not exactly sure what it was, but he finished it off. Okay, so you're not quite sure what the product is. Here would be the steps. When you pull the old caulk out, you need to spray the joint between the tub and the tile with a bleach solution. That's going to kill any mold spores that are left behind. Then after that's dry, um, one additional step, fill up the tub with water because it makes it heavy and it pulls it down. And then you caulk it. And when you caulk it, you want to use a product that has mildicide in it. Now, DAP, for example, has a caulk that has an additive called microban. And microban will not grow mold. It will prevent it from growing. And so if you use the right product and you take the step of, of treating it with a bleach solution first before you apply it, that helps it to last as long as possible. But again, if you don't control humidity conditions, eventually it will come back. As for the sink, the same advice um, applies you not only have to clean it, which takes away the visual, but you have to spray it with a mildicide. And so you could mix, say, a 10 to 20% bleach solution with water and then uh, let it dry, and that will help prevent it from coming back. I'll try that. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, many older chimneys serve their homes well, but over the years, they've become unsafe. A main reason for this is the lack of a chimney liner. Well, fortunately, new liners can be installed into old chimneys, making them usable once again for a variety of purposes, including heating systems and fireplaces. Bridger Trithui is the plumbing and heating contractor on TV's This Old House, and he joins us now with tips on how to do just that. Hey, Richard. Hey, guys. How are you today? We're doing well. So what exactly is a chimney liner, and and why do we need one? A liner is just as it describes. It's some sort of material, either clay or metal, which fits inside of an existing chimney. If you looked at a masonry chimney on the outside of a building, it's usually brick that you see on Mm -hmm. the outside. And if we just relied on the brick, we would worry about flue products leaking out through the mortar joints 
And we'd worry about actually also so much cold air being against those bricks that the flue products wouldn't want to leave the chimney. A liner is really important for two things. One is to make sure the products of combustion, and that includes creosote, one of the byproducts of wood burning, or some of the carbon that's in oil exhaust, gets completely up and out of the chimney and doesn't build up on the inside where you could cause a chimney fire. So a liner is important for that. But also, it's important to make sure we have proper draft inside of it. So now, what are these liners made out of? You know, I know we recently had ours replaced because when we had our standard service, you know, everything was opened up for cleaning and crumbled up pieces of clay were at the bottom, which was a failed liner. So do you go for a new clay one? Do you go with something more like a metal or an aluminum one? Well, there was a time that the only product was that clay liner. It was usually six and a half by six and a half on the inside diameter, sometimes eight by eight. And it was built at the time that the chimney was first installed. Mm -hmm. And if it did crack, you would try to repair it and things like that. Well, later, materials were available, both stainless steel and aluminum, where you could have a metal liner that was corrugated. Now, I'm not a big fan of aluminum as a material inside of a chimney. Aluminum is not a noble enough metal to take the products of combustion. So if you're going to use a liner, it always should be this stainless steel liner that can be pulled in Mm -hmm. in a retrofit. Now, the best... It's kind of interesting to see them do it. It's like... Sort of snake it down from the top. That's right. right. Now, the best liner is actually a straight liner, a smooth liner that goes in sections that you drop down. Mm -hmm. But many times, the existing conditions don't allow you to drop because it's not always straight. And sometimes there's protrusion on the inside where the old liner was. But when I have my druthers and I'm going to go with conventional efficiency equipment, I'd love to see a nice, smooth stainless steel liner that's connected together and dropped down into place. And now you've got nothing to stop that flue product from going out. It helps to insulate a little bit. At the next case, it would be the stainless steel at the least case, it would be the aluminum. And this is equally important for, say, an upgrade to a higher efficiency heating system, as well as, say, taking a really old fireplace and making it usable once again, because perhaps it never had a line. That's right. Many of them didn't. And that's why you read through history about so many fabulous older homes that have burnt to the ground, because sooner or later that unlined chimney, the creosote, is so rich in between the joints that it's nothing but a big fire stick mm-hmm. to, to light it up. Now, as we get more and more efficient in our equipment, there's an important call it an important distinction that when you have efficient equipment, it means we're getting more and more of the heat that we bought and burned into the building and less is going up the chimney. So now if I was going to use a conventional, modern, high efficiency furnace or condensing appliance, when condensing means it gets so efficient that there's hardly any flue products left. If I put that into a regular clay or even a metal chimney that's too big, there'll be no choice but condensation or water to rain on the inside of the chimney and the liner. And now you'll see at the base of your chimney, you'll see water and you'll say, it's not even raining. Where did, puddles, this, yeah. where did this water come from? And it really is that it's a byproduct of being really efficient. So all the modern appliances have to have a non-metallic liner. You'll see it will be done with polypropylene plastic. I'm not a big fan of PVC. I'd rather have a higher grade of plastic for those flue products. In that case, they'll use the existing chimney as a chase to run that plastic vent up and out. And nothing beats putting the flue products up and away. I'd prefer to do that than to see another tailpipe on the outside of a house where you're seeing flue products all the time. We're talking to Richard Trithui. He's the plumbing and heating contractor on TV's This Old House about the value of adding liners to chimneys. So, Richard, how do you know when it's time to add or replace a liner? Well, 
If you've got an aged chimney and uh, you suspect that the liner might be, it's really time to have a professional, some chimney professional to come and look at it and do an inspection. They will get up on top of the roof. They'll come down and they'll put a camera down inside. That's another tool that didn't exist 15, years 20 ago, years right? ago. You know, now you'd look down with a mirror in the old days. Yeah. With this, it's amazing. You can go down, you can take a videotape of it. You can see where the cracks are. You can see where the buildup is. So that should be done. And if you use your fireplace a lot or if you have a chimney that is working hard, you shouldn't overlook doing this once a year, maybe once every other year. You know, you should do it enough that you're not in an unsafe condition. Good advice. Richard Trithui from This Old House, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit, Rich. Great to be here. All right, you can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House is brought to you on PBS by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Up next, are you looking to keep your house and your yard current? We've got a sneak peek into some pretty cool products and design ideas that are on the rise for 2015. That's all coming up next. You live in a body pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Chamberlain MyQ Garage, which is a smartphone controller that's going to let you check the status, you know, up or down of your garage. (laughs) And then you can control it anytime from any place in this entire world. And all from your smartphone. You'll never worry about your garage door again. It's a prize worth $129, but it goes home to one caller. We draw at random from those that call us with their questions on the air this hour. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. John in Florida, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have these double doors, stoneproof doors. Uh, they're made out of fiberglass and they have a, a steel piece that goes down the middle and the insulation has receded from where it's supposed to be and I'd like to know where I would find the stuff to replace it with. So these are metal storm doors, John? Uh, no, they're in, they're uh, fiberglass. The metal rod that goes down the middle, there's a metal piece that goes from top to bottom in the middle, and that has insulation in it, and it seems to have receded at the bottom of the door and at the top of the door. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the astragal, which is the piece in between. And that piece of insulation typically will pull back at the at the upper corner and the lower corner of the door. You should be able to find maybe not that exact type of insulation, but one that one that's similar in a weather stripping uh, supply center, so hardware store, home center. You should be able to find either rubber or uh, a heavy felt weather stripping that could replace that uh, original one that was part of the manufacturer because sometimes with older doors like that it's hard to get the exact part right and the doors have no labels or anything that tells me who the manufacturer was yeah i know and that's a part that's the piece of weather stripping that typically does wear out first so i would think about being creative you're not going to be able to find the exact part but you'll find something very similar that you should be able to make work all right i think i can handle this then. thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit Well, a new year brings new trends, and if staying ahead of the curve is on your list, here are a few product categories to watch in this new year. The buzzword we're seeing for 2015 is home gating. 
Think about tailgating in your own backyard. Homeowners are taking entertaining to another level, even when in their own backyards. We're talking about high-end additions like pizza ovens and complete outdoor kitchens that are going to be more popular than ever before. Yeah, and another trend is home automation. And it's gone from being a thing of the future to pretty much an everyday reality. New gadgets are going to allow you to remotely manage everything from home security to temperature, and that list is growing by the day. Many of them even let you do it from your smartphone. And forgive the pun, but solar-powered items are also hot this year, from solar-powered lantern lighting to outdoor furniture that doubles as charging stations. Solar products are only getting better and better and more useful. Craig in Pennsylvania is on the line with a flooring question. How can we help you today? I had an exterior concrete porch, and I enclosed it, and I'm trying to make it part of the uh, house now. But the floor itself, I said, is concrete. It's all cracked, and it's breaking up. Is there some easy way or some way I can um, smooth it out or do something with it to make it look like an interior room now? this part of the house? Absolutely. Um, first of all, if the surface is deteriorated, you're going to have to use a patching compound on it. And I would recommend the Premix Quickcrete Concrete Patch Compound. Uh, it comes in a tub, and you simply apply it to the surface. You can fill in all of those areas that are deteriorated. You can fill, fill over the cracks. And the reason using a patching compound is because it's designed specifically to stick to the concrete. If you use regular concrete, you're going to have a problem with that because it won't stick. It'll just split off again. All right, but if you use a concrete patching compound, it will adhere. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it's got a roof. It's framed out, but can your screened-in porch be turned into a bedroom, a family room, or any other usable living space? The way to find out is coming up. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrate.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, check us out on Facebook where we've got a ton of more answers, more advice, and some fun stuff that doesn't fit into our show. You can find it all at Facebook.com slash Money Pit. If you like us, you can get your Money Pit fix whenever you want. While you're online, post a question in the community section. I've got one here from Darlene who writes, how do I insulate my porch to turn it into a livable bedroom? You know, you don't want to assume that you can because you have to address the legality first. You need to find out if that porch has a proper foundation. So many times we see decks or porches that were built 
a little less formally, shall we say, than a traditional foundation. And then over the years, people try to convert them into living space. And you end up with these sections of the house that kind of look like they belong, but look like they don't belong. And maybe they start to sag and move and they're hard to insulate. And then if you turn around and sell your house and it turns out that it wasn't properly constructed, well, then you've got a real big problem on your hand because it may not be that it can be made up to code, so to speak. So it's not just a question of how do I insulate my porch and turn it into a livable bedroom. Your porch structure may not be suitable for that. You need to look at the structure first and then worry about the details like insulation well after that. All right, next up, we've got a question here that says, did you say that a pasty mixture with salt, vinegar, and baking soda is good for polishing brass? And that is from Susan in Utah. And actually, it's salt and lemon juice, and you can use it on both brass and copper. Yeah, that really works. It works really well. And I found, though, that you need to use real lemons. You can't use, like, lemon juice in the bottle. But if you use real lemons in, in the sort of the kosher salt or the sea salt, that seems to be absolutely the best combination because it's kind of abrasive enough. I've done. I've taken a fresh lemon and cut it in half, and then I've dipped the cut end in the kosher salt and then sort of squeezed and polished. And Yeah, it's like a built-in scouring pad. Yeah, I mean, it really does work. I remember growing up, you know, my mom was a big collector of all of those copper... I guess they were cake pans, but nobody ever used them in the 80s to actually bake anything. You know, we just hung them on the kitchen wall. Yeah, you know, when our kids are younger, our favorite souvenir to get at uh, different places we went around the country was one of these flat pennies. You know, you, you can't beat the, the 51-cent investment, <laughs> but the kids love them and they collected them. And so invariably at lunch or dinner after we got a flat penny, I would uh, take the, the lemon out of the iced tea glass, add a little table salt and polish it up nice and shiny. And then we'd stick it in our pocket and put it in an album later on. So it does work. It works really, really well. All right, let's go to New York now and take a question from Darla, who's got spotty radiant heat. She says, hi, I am a new listener and already can't tear myself away. Well, thank you for that. Purchased my first home in upstate New York and I'm having issues with the radiators. My concern is that my second floor radiators don't seem to heat as well as the first floor. What could the problem be? Well, with old houses and hot water radiators, uh, the most common issue that you may be facing is simply air in the radiator. So the first thing I do, Darla, is I would bleed those radiators. You'll notice on the top of the radiator, there's going to be a small valve that comes off. You need what's called a radiator key. It's like a square socket wrench. You turn it in there, open that valve up until the air comes out and a little bit of water spits out, then close it, and voila, it should fill completely with heat once again. Yeah, basically, you've got to burp your radiator. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Hey, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. That's about all the time we have, but the show does continue online, and you can always call us with your home improvement questions 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT or post your questions to The Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 